Hi guys, it's Emma, and you're listening to Stargirl. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022, and it's currently 70 degrees and sunny in Brooklyn. So today I'm going to talk about Addison Rae. Um, this is a girl who quite literally changed my life. So Addison Rae, full name Addison Rae Easterling, is one of the original breakout TikTok stars, and she's currently the fourth most followed account on the app, and she's the highest earning TikTok star. So yeah, she blew up on TikTok toward the end of 2019, and um, since then, that fame has translated into all of these different kind of um, visibility and monetization opportunities for her. So the career, if you can call it that, um, that she has is pretty diffuse. Like she had a song, she had a Netflix movie, she has her own beauty and fragrance line. She's been in a couple music videos um, on all the big talk shows, dozens of big editorial spreads. Um, Now she's attended two Met Galas. Um, The list goes on and on. But um, yeah, so it's kind of like a typical trajectory for um, a big influencer type in general. But um, she does stand alone um both from like the the group of other girls that she came up with on tiktok and then to my mind um just in general when we look at the landscape of kind of um pop culture sex symbol adjacent icons that we have today um so yeah that's what i want to talk about important context um is that she's super young she's 21 years old now so when she was first getting big on tiktok she was just 19 um and that's not necessarily abnormal right we have tons of mega celebrities at this age or even younger but um i think just important to keep in mind um also if you're not super familiar with her as a character um it's important to know that a lot of people really dislike her um yeah a lot of people really make fun of her and think she's talentless and I don't know desperate fat self-absorbed like just kind of a mess and kind of like an embarrassing personality um but personally I've loved her like since the first time that I saw her and I feel very protective of her I think she has this essential light and warmth and just innate sensuality that is so magnetic and um honestly just so rare but I I also feel like I understand the criticisms um especially now because her career is pretty adrift which I'll get into later um but I really believe in her and I'm still really rooting for her and um more than anything I just want her to be okay um I I want her to find her footing because I really do think that she was born to be a star So I first heard about Addison um, in early January 2020 um, from this Taylor Lorenz article in the New York Times. Uh, It's called Hype House and the Los Angeles TikTok Gold Rush, if you want to look it up. Um, Basically, this article is just explaining the phenomenon new at that time of TikTok content creator houses that were popping up all over LA. And this was like, you know, kind of the, the first time when um, individual creators were just like super blowing up, getting crazy numbers of views and like monetization was kind of like, um, first an opportunity. So Hype House was one of the first of these TikTok content creator houses. Um, there were about like a dozen to maybe like 20 kids and the content that they would produce was primarily just like short, like, like 15 second, um, dance videos. Honestly, it was just like super heartwarming 
<laughs> fun content. And again, these videos at the time were like the most viewed videos on the app. Like it was just like the most dominant subgenre of content on TikTok. Um, so the this Times article included a bunch of group shots and I picked Addison out of the lineup immediately. Um talking about her physical appearance at this point doesn't even really help explain her appeal because at this point she honestly just looked pretty random and actually like all of these kids looked totally random um the girls especially were like pretty stylish like they were all just wearing like bright colored crop tops and random denim with like the knees slashed out and just like air force ones or even just like converse and and their hair was all a mess like honestly especially addison's just like that classic high school hair that's just like way too long split ends just totally fried and like addison had this really like cheap blonde dye job going on so yeah just looked like a normal high school girl and you know they all had like really clumpy mascara and um and they all also had just like terrible acrylics like these really long like neon pink or green or black acrylic nails and they were all just a mess like I feel like all the girls would always just have like four nails on one hand or something um so yeah the point is it was all really like random normal seeming people but I think that that kind of contributed to the appeal and to this feeling that like anyone could go viral on tiktok like it could be anyone that's just like out of nowhere skyrocketed to this level of visibility and fame and just you know like it really was the frontier of this app where people weren't really sure what the um what the opportunities that came out of it would be and so there was just this sense of like infinite possibility um so anyways, yeah, as I said, there wasn't objectively anything standout about Addison. Like all of these girls in the hype house were like normal, pretty girls. None of them appeared to have like come from money. None of them seemed like particularly savvy or enterprising or even that like tuned in to culture. But like I said, I did still pick her up of a lineup. Like even before I had downloaded TikTok and watched her dance, just the, the stills in this Times article, um, you know, all the girls would kind of blend in together and my eye would just like immediately go to her. I think she just had this larger comfortability in front of the camera that the other girls just didn't have. Um, so I want to just like do a quick sidebar here to talk about like my personal investment in this because, so I was 26 at the time and I was, I knew that it was kind of random that I, um, was like getting so into this like mass culture moment about, kids like nearly a decade younger than me but um I was just like immediately all in on the concept probably first and foremost like TikTok in this current deployment of just like silly dance videos would have been like my dream app when I was in high school so I was a dancer growing up and I was on dance team and I was also always looking for more opportunities for online attention <laughs> like and really the only way that I could marry the two was Facebook wall posts like I would leave all of these dancing videos on people's walls and like that was like not the venue it was not like intended for that purpose so I just like I always felt very frustrated of like how <laughs> where is the space where I can just be doing this and this is normal and I guess like Vine was happening toward the end of my time in high school but I don't know the app just felt like too clunky or technical or something and also just not enough of my friends were on it to make it feel like worth it 
and I don't know, it just, it felt too like comedy focused. Like anyways, so in, in 2020, when I found out about TikTok and now I'm 26 years old, I just like, I was so excited. Could not believe that there was an app that was just like straight up, just like high schoolers doing short, sexy little dances with their friends. And that was enough. Like in high school, I would not have needed anything like edgier or more interesting to make me happy. And so, um, and then the other thing was that at this time I was like a couple months post breakup with my boyfriend of four years. So I was like through the intense like pain and shock of it, but like not quite on a new path. Like you guys know that point in the breakup life cycle where you've like finally burst through like living your life through your perception of their perception of you. And that's so awesome and liberating, but then you realize that you like suddenly don't have any rubric with which to adjudicate yourself and so like the only option you really have to cope with that just like really overwhelming disorientation is to just like get weird and see what reveals itself to you right so anyways I was very squarely in this phase at the time and I felt I did feel incredibly open and just had to kind of relinquish any remaining self-awareness um if I was actually going to like get back on my feet so it was just very very big come what may time for me um and I, I mentioned this because I think that lack of self-awareness is really central to Addison's polarizing nature and for me I found it extremely attractive and it made me intensely nostalgic not quite for like my literal high school experience but I had had the distance at this time where I could kind of just like do some personal revisionist history and only remember like the best most free aspects of it um so but yeah it was more nostalgia for this mindset that I feel like I had gotten really far away from of just like uninhibitedness um, and yeah, just freedom that I saw shine through in Addison that brought me back to like an earlier, more joyful, more, um, just open and confident time of life. Okay. So this all brings me to like Addison's vibe, um, and the dynamics between her and the other hype house girls at this time of early 2020. So I mentioned already that she like immediately stood out even just in still photographs, but it wasn't until I actually downloaded TikTok and was consuming all of this um, video content that, I mean, obviously she was like literally animated to me. And then um, I was just like extremely struck by her presence. Um, I think the best way to explain it is that she's just extremely embodied. There's nothing awkward about her. And, you know, I mentioned her like comfortability and ease in front of the camera, just like no self-awareness, just confident and graceful and extremely in control of her body. Um, she also has like an exceptionally beautiful face, just massive features and she's super expressive. She always had like amazing facials in her dances and, um, you know, she had a competition dance background and she was really able to transfer the theatricality of that like stage performance energy into the video app. And the other girls just didn't have that same embodiment and sense of abandon. Like there was more self-consciousness, more feigned like humility or feigned awkwardness, or maybe just like real awkwardness. And, you know, even people like Charlie D'Amelio, who then was and still is the most followed account on TikTok and who is technically a way better, cleaner dancer than Addison. Charlie never really felt like she was giving herself over 
over to the performance at least not to the extent that Addison could but yeah in general the other girls really struggled with like eye contact or they laugh at themselves too much or they just tap out like it almost seemed like it was too vulnerable to just like completely lose yourself in this little performance and I don't like fault them obviously for any of this like especially because they were all like 15 to 19 years old at this time so just like an incredibly awkward time of life um but the point is that Addison did have this natural embodiment and ease at such a young age and that stood out um yeah and and, you know she even when she would laugh at herself it that even felt so natural like her laughter would just erupt out of her and she'd like throw her head back and just be overcome with like emotion and sensation and yeah just in general watching her you're not even aware of the choreography it's just like mesmerizing to watch her move and to watch her eyes flash around and watch her smile and toss her hair she just has like really big round movements and also really like smooth physical articulation um and she just seems so present so warm so expressive and yeah more than anything just so comfortable with herself and i just remember thinking like wow i want to feel like this and i want to make people feel like this um pretty early on you could tell that her peers didn't really like her like um she was just more confident than them and and you know she would really overshadow anyone who she was in a video with like she was kind of just too big of a presence to not overshadow whoever she was standing next to and it didn't even seem like she was power hungry or like trying to prove anything or get to the top or you know stamp anyone else down and um and I almost think that that's like worse or more maddening for for other people because you know it would have been way easier if it could just be like Addison's an attention whore but it was just that she naturally cobbles up attention because she's so engaging and so beautiful um so hopefully obvious from the description I've thus far given but like I think simplistic archetype wise she's like just a classic popular high school girl right she's like beautiful and smiley and sweet and she garners a lot of male attention really naturally there's nothing mysterious or edgy or even that intentional about her like I think she's the kind of girl that like everyone wishes she was mean so you would have a reason to hate her or take her down but she's actually not she's just like extremely wholesome but she's so hot and fun and good at what she does that she is threatening. Like, and I think um, people have a pretty hard time getting on board with someone who doesn't have any underdog vibes. Um, yeah, she's definitely the kind of girl that everyone is hoping peaks in high school. And and personally, I, in general, in the world, hate the peaked in high school accusation, especially because most of the people that I know who could be said to have peaked in high school are like the most generous and fun people that I know so but I get it because in general I think seeing confidence at that age or seeing people who have such a strong sense of self at such a young age especially when it manifests as this type of physical embodiment when most people are so 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 uncomfortable with their bodies is just really intimidating um and right so just obviously we want to find ways to poke holes in it to equalize ourselves or at least to prove that it like won't last for long right and I feel like this is what was happening with Addison and um yeah people really hoped that she would burn out quick 
So in March 2020, um, COVID obviously hit. And so um, to satisfy quarantine orders, most of the Hype House kids like dispersed back to their families all over the nation. Um, So for Addison, this meant going home to Louisiana with her family. And this next mini Addison era when she was home with her family um, is really when she started to really set herself apart from the other Hype House girls. Like, I mean, obviously she already had stood out to me, um, but this is when she started really like um, defining herself as um, like kind of a singular performer, um, right? Because she is performing alone now. She doesn't have to dim herself to match other people's energy or worry about appearing too much or whatever. Um, oh, also it's important to note that she got her hair done right before quarantine. Um, yeah, she got it all like cleaned up and cut and she dyed it like chocolate brown. And so now this was like our first glimpse into what she would look like if she like moved beyond her roots. Like, you know, what's her runway as like a, a real proper, like, done up celebrity who's like actually under bright light. Um, so I want to take a second to talk about her family because I also think that they play heavily into how, um, people treat her. Um, so she's originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, and, um, she's got mom, dad, and two chubby little brothers, Enzo and Lucas, and her family all seems like extremely close. And in videos, they're all really like sweet and silly with each other. Um, they're like the opposite of like an overly well-mannered or like repressed or overly educated family. They're like fun and seem like they just like love to party and have a good time. And, um, and both her parents are super active on social media. They both have like millions and millions of TikTok followers each. Um, so yeah, I guess they're like corny and pretty tacky, but, and yeah, I understand why like certain tiers of celebrity or like, I don't know, whatever cultural gatekeepers were like offended or weirded out by her family. Like her dad has like a stomach tattoo of his last name, Lopez. And, and her mom, Sherry Nicole is, um, like, she's always been like right along there with Addison doing all these raunchy TikTok dances and like random ass revealing outfits. And, um, this is separate, but her mom also has like just extremely intense, kind of crazed looking blue eyes that really give this kind of like lights on nobody's home vibe even when she's like dancing or talking um so I don't just kind of just an uncanny (laughs) detail and a lot of people kind of imitate her (laughs) online (laughs) whatever um yeah I don't know I mean there's obviously like infinity examples of celebrities transcending humble roots but I think like Addison and her family aren't trying to really transcend their roots or maybe like they are in the sense of like trying to amass a following and like making money but they're not like at least outwardly they're not embarrassed by like where they're from or who they are so I guess back to this kind of like lack of self-awareness point that I made before like I don't know I do think that even if people don't like like or want a certain vibe in this case Addison Ray's families <laughs> for themselves the real problem that most people have is just like the lack of shame right like people can't handle seeing people 
do weird random ass stuff and be so free and confident doing it, especially if they also have like a loving and healthy and supportive community, right? I think people are like more encouraging and open to weirdness if it seems like, oh, well, that's just like a loner or that's just some like weird kind of like fringe behavior, you know? But when you see just like a normal family who is like doing things that you perceive to be just like corny and embarrassing, I think that's really abrasive for people sometimes and um yeah I don't know I think like especially for people who are fighting some inner battle to like conceal their own less than refined upbringing they just like hate to see this behavior get rewarded or they hate to even see a display of it at all um yeah okay so that's that's where she's from um oh but I also should have said earlier like before she blew up on TikTok she actually was enrolled in LSU um but she didn't make cheer tryouts she got cut and then when her TikTok started taking off that fall of 2019 she dropped out and moved to LA um but yeah I remember being so shocked to hear that because to my mind she's like dream SEC cheerleader but I don't know maybe I actually do understand it because like she's so one of a kind like she she probably wouldn't like fall in line or fit into a group very well (laughs) anyways um okay yeah so she's home now dancing just with her family or mostly just by herself and um this is when her kind of talents and beauty like um just become kind of unignorable like she is she was just absolutely basking like any self-consciousness that had been there in the group setting was gone and and she was also becoming more of like an explicitly sexual character so kind of moving away from the like cutesiness or silliness and kind of just like yeah leaning into more of her just like straight up sex appeal um my favorite example from this time is the cyber sex dance that doja cat song so if if you just search on tiktok addison cyber sex you'll find it um but yeah she's like outside by the pool and she's wearing like a pink bikini and a pink sarong and her hair's really long and she's like really tan and just i don't know just healthy looking and um just watch this video and just look at how her eyes flash around and look at how um just comfortable she is doing this and there's like absolutely no times where she's like um kind of you know making fun of herself or self-aware of the movements that she's doing and the lyrics and like she's just playing this character so well and so unabashedly um when I watch this video even now I'm like overwhelmed by just the like essential femininity that she's able to evoke she's like angelic and sweet and sexy and muscular and healthy all at once and she she just looks so alive um yeah and and the the kind of like wish you were here tone of the song on top of it is just like almost too much to bear I guess um yeah I don't know Ad- I mean Addison just appeals to something so base it's like so straight up there's no nuance there's nothing you have to do to intellectualize yourself into her appeal um yeah I was, was like looking at pictures of Sophia Loren the other week and it, it kind of reminded me of Addison like yeah again just that straight upness just this like earnestness and eagerness um with her beauty and yeah I don't know just just like willing and able friends of mine at this time would ask me like what I liked about Addison so much and they would like say they didn't get it 
Um, and I get so mad. I was like, don't ask me to explain to you why the sun is beautiful. Like they'd be like, I don't get the appeal. Like what? Like she has like long hair and a huge ass and a big smile and she's really comfortable in her body. And I would be like, yes, yes. Like, I don't know. It's just, it really is a beauty absent of politics or beauty absent of style. Like she's not relying on allusions to a certain cultural moment that make her appear relevant or on the pulse, whether politically, aesthetically, or both. Like she just has this extraordinary timeless radiance. And yeah, I just wouldn't believe people when they would say that they didn't get her appeal or I was like, okay, either you're lying or you're so repressed that like you can't just like give yourself over to like the obviousness of this. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there were really that many high profile people at this time who were as like, I don't know, blissfully unaware as Addison to just allow themselves to be beautiful and confident if it wasn't contextualized or in abstract conversation with some like broader cultural trend. And I think seeing the mass appeal of Addison's like again, just extremely base level hotness was kind of shocking and even offensive to people who really wanted beauty to be linked with certain like cultural cachet. Um, but yeah, I, I really cherish this spring of 2020 Addison content. <laughs> I think it's like her purest time. Um, she just seems extremely free and happy and wide-eyed. And this was also the time personally when I was drawing the most inspiration from her. I honestly felt like liberated by the way she gave herself over to her brand of femininity. And it wasn't that I felt her brand was like the right one or the best one or even one that would feel true for me to copy or adopt but through her I was learning that the type of femininity that I was drawn to didn't understand itself primarily via its relation to a particular political or stylistic moment in time and watching her made me realize that real deep true embodiment which to me is the most attractive quality a person can have doesn't need to validate itself by being in conversation with any type of discourse like it doesn't have anything external that it needs to align to or assert um and I really really wanted that for myself anyway so by June of that year Addison had returned to LA along with um most of the other like original characters from the hype house era um and then all of these other kids were also flooding in from all over the country and the world um these accounts that had blown up during early quarantine but most of the original kids were moving on and doing other projects or getting brand deals or what have you um so yeah this next year for addison was huge um you know she was on all the big talk shows. She starts doing these big league editorial photo shoots. She becomes the face of American Eagle and L'Oreal and Pandora, the, the charm bracelet company. Anyways, all these great like mall era stores. Um, and she starts her own beauty line, Item Beauty, and she has a podcast with her mom, right? So she's kind of like making the rounds, doing all of the things. Um, and a lot of these opportunities are like par for the course for um kind of 
her level of social media star, right? Like at least for like the D'Amelio sisters or Bella Porch, someone else who had gotten really famous during quarantine um, and a handful of others. But Addison is just on this completely different register. Like at this point, her weird friendship with Kourtney Kardashian has been endlessly analyzed and it is like totally weird and kind of sketchy but but I don't know like the Kardashians are not giving any of the other hype house girls the time of day and Addison ends up being in a skims campaign right so like I don't know but the point is that none of these other hype house girls were getting anywhere near this tier of recognition right they still have mass popularity like particularly the D'Amelio sisters but there's nothing that's like hitting at the same register of celebrity elites um yeah i want to take a sec to talk about charlie and dixie actually so as i mentioned charlie has always been like the leader on tiktok in terms of just like sheer follower count like um you know currently addison has like 87 million charlie has like 140 million right so just like heads and shoulders from that particular metric above anybody else um but even so like charlie was never really like in the running um in terms of like sex starlet energy um one reason for this is that she actually is quite young like she was 15 um when they first all joined the hype house and yeah i don't know you know she's like she's lankier and she is super cute and she's an amazing dancer and she actually does have great poise but um yeah she just didn't have that kind of like um almost you know forwardness or like aggression that um you kind of like need to stand out she just like yeah she gives the impression that she kind of retreats more in groups and um so her older sister dixie is addison's age and and dixie is super awkward like she's she's like a definitely a bra girl right she's got like a husky voice and she's pretty athletic seeming and not girly or like physically coordinated at all like she you know she was like one of the girls who's always just like making fun of herself while doing the little dances whatever but you know she actually she has like a really sexy face especially when she's like um all glam and um yeah like she has a really severe brow line and nice thick dark hair and and she's very thin so she looks great like whenever she's you know all made up um but she you know she had her own separate talent she's a singer and she has a handful of songs out i guess so she did kind of like stake out her own lane in relation to all these other girls pretty early on um but i guess if addison kind of occupies the role of like obvious hot girl who everyone not so secretly hates then dixie sort of served as the like you at first you overlook but then you realize that she's actually hotter whatever that role is i don't know it's kind of kind of girl next door adjacent or something and and um i think dixie is totally beautiful and certainly like more technically proficient in her realm than addison is but i i don't know i just i felt like there was a while when people were really trying on like dixie for like 
yeah, star power runway and kind of just being like, oh, but Dixie though. And I don't know. I just, I was just like, no, like Dixie does not have it. Dixie and Charlie do not have that same magnetic polarizing effect that Addison has. They are certainly both technically craft level talented and they're both totally pretty girls and they get guys and they're likable, but they do not have star quality. They don't have that presence. They do not have whatever it is that just makes someone stand out. They don't generate conversation or controversy in the way that Addison does just by being herself. And then also they're just like too often in the company of other girls or other people. They don't give the impression that they're standing alone. Like they, they just don't have that independence that Addison so naturally does. Um, yeah. So over, you know, second half of 2020 and early 2021, um, as Addison's getting all of this, like different, more like institutional visibility, right? We're not just talking about millions and millions of, um, viewers on TikTok and Instagram, but, you know, actually like magazines writing about her and celebrities talking about her and she's going to fashion shows and she's, you know, um, She's just kind of like entered this different tier of celebrity status and, and little by little, the tenor of her online presence does shift too. It's, you know, getting more and more sexual, more and more glam. And I, I think people were feeling annoyed, like just as we do with any celebrity when we watch them change, you know, I think that's pretty natural. Um, but I think the main theme that comes up here, um, which is always kind of looming with Addison, is like just feminine excess. So kind of the point at which one's expression of their femininity crosses the threshold and starts feeling um, not only indulgent, but also actually gross, right? And and personally, I feel like this shift in general happens pretty quickly for me. Like I have a fairly high tolerance for feminine expression. And then like suddenly and seemingly without warning, I get like disgusted by something that I see. And I don't even think it's like misogynistic to be grossed out by feminine excess. Like it is gross. I don't like when I see girls indulge in it. I feel grossed out when I lose control and get indulgent in my own femininity. And you know, what, what feels indulgent, I'm air quoting, what feels indulgent means something different to everyone, right? But maybe it's just like going over the line of what feels true to what feels like fake or just like motivated from a hurt or like angry place. Um, but it seems like Addison's kind of innate femininity is so much further toward excess than like the majority of people. Like it's basically impossible to decouple her from her sexuality. She just has that vibe. Um, so I can see why people who just aren't as embodied as her get like freaked out or annoyed by it. Um, especially at this time when she's kind of like consciously or not kind of testing the boundaries of that. Yeah, I think of this video that she posted in summer 2020, um, like late July, I think. Um, there was a trend going around to lay all your love on me, that Abba song. And um, the trend was basically like girls crawling on the beach or in a pool. Um, then they roll over and arch their back. And then, and then Addison did it. <laughs> and it's just like a million times sexier and more playful than anyone else. And, um, I just remember that video of being like, Oh, whoa, this is kind of like over the top. And it's still, um, you know, there's still no kind of like embarrassment or, um, yeah, f feigned self-consciousness. That's at least like 
apparent to my eye, but, um, it was really, that was the first thing that kind of like shocked me. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, she's like, she's really upping the ante and, and she can still go for it and like execute. Um, yeah, it's almost like if in the grand scheme of things, just like her being herself always kind of felt indulgent. If you compared her to like any other girl on that app, because she was just like always so comfortable going there. And, um, and I think people are especially kind of like resistant or irritated or grossed out by her because her sexuality is like so basic or conventional or something. Like, I don't know, somehow where it seems like we're more okay with kind of campy, hyper-performative or otherwise like outrageous displays of feminine excess. I'm thinking of like all the influencers who like post about vibrators all the time or chicks who post like pole dancing videos or even girls who just like wear like a ton a ton and ton of like makeup you know um like clownish cartoonish makeup and I think we're more comfortable with all of that than just like a really pretty girl lip syncing in a bikini (laughs) and then like we've also normalized this other category of kind of like clap back or I call it like bow down femininity where it's like you know just like low camera angle like unsmiling even and even kind of just like dom culture or like fetish wear which is also for a different form of feminine excess but again like somehow that is all much more like acceptable and like people are more willing to like cheer that on than just like a pretty girl in a bodycon dress which somehow feels like too too or just like out of touch or gaudy and I don't know it's weird. But I guess my point here is just that all of what like initially drew people to Addison around her confidence and her comfortability in her body um, kind of started to fly in her face once she was like elevated to this other pedestal of, you know, um, visibility in pop culture. And yeah, people were starting to just find it extremely annoying and indulgent and just um, in general kind of really, really getting sick of her and sick of hearing about her. Yeah, so I feel like Addison really started losing her way um, in 2021. And, you know, from a manager perspective, it's like, okay, this girl has all this potential for profitability. Let's find a home and max this out. Um, So, okay, what are her talents? She's beautiful. She's a great dancer. She's got a stage and camera presence. Um, So first they let her do a pop song. (laughs) It's called Obsessed. And it came out March of 2021. Um, the song was bad, obviously, like she's not a singer, um, but the music video was great (laughs) also, obviously, because that's like a direct transfer of her talents on TikTok. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like followed up with any other music. And I feel like that's pretty indicative because had there been like any amount of traction, um, like they could have made that happen for her. Um, and then summer of 2021, she was in a Netflix original movie, called He's All That, which was a remake of She's All That, the um, Rachel Lee Cook, Freddie Prince Jr. one. Um, And I didn't even watch this. Like, it was just like so obviously bad and awkward from the clips and trailer that I'd seen. Like, yeah, she's not an actress either. Her stage presence does not carry over to speaking on camera. Like, even when she's doing her ads for her beauty company or brands she partners with or whatever, like speaking on camera obviously just doesn't come naturally to her. Um, I don't know. Yeah, apparently she has been cast in 
something, some movie or something, um, since all this, but yeah, I don't know, like nothing meaningful. And obviously both of these, um, careers singing and acting like weren't actually going to go anywhere for her. Um, but yeah, I think, feel like those two plot points really solidified this criticism of her that people had already had of just like that she has no real talent. Um, but in general, I do think people have an allergy to watching other people switch modalities like not even just pop stars but like when our friends want to switch creative mediums I feel like there's always this instinct to be like you can't do that or at least like just kind of like okay what's going on with her and probably part of this is we don't like to see that type of confidence bordering on arrogance that like someone believes that they can do anything but I also feel that that kind of you know modality switch betrays some sort of desperation or I don't know yeah it just seems like flailing unfocused energy I mean probably in a lot of cases it is um and I feel like yeah I mean Addison's case is kind of like a stumper like she clearly has this quality that gets people talking and that influences people and at the very least she's got a lot of eyeballs on her but it's just kind of like where's her lane like okay she can't sing and she can't act and she's too big of a star to just be like a backup dancer or cast in music videos for the rest of her life and like TikTok just isn't the venue that it used to be like there isn't the appetite for the content that she had such a natural aptitude for um she does look great in photo shoots like I think that um yeah her her presence and her confidence does really come through there but you know she doesn't have like the the body type or just like the certain composure to be an actual like career model or even to my mind like accepted in a long-term way in the high fashion world um I don't know but yeah I'm just like let's get creative guys like if we can literally invent influencing as a viable career path and outlet for persona creation I think we can dream up a home for Addison Ray, like one of the most naturally magnetic and just evocative girls I've seen in the spotlight in like a decade um, I was glad to see her at the Met Gala last week, back for the second time, and I thought she looked beautiful. Um, that kind of gave me confidence that she's still on people's minds, even though she's like lost some momentum, and that even though so many people hate her and make fun of her, like that she's still a liability that Anna Winter is willing to take on. But yeah, it made me sad. Like on the red carpet, Addison was posing with her arms up in this very like dancery way, kind of making like branch-like shapes with her arms. And then later I saw that Kendall Jenner had been like mimicking her and making fun of her. And I was just like, come on, like Kendall Jenner, one of the like least embodied, most awkward, just blankest people <laughs> that I can imagine. Like just give this girl a break. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of broke my heart. Um, one thing that's interesting about Addison is that like, while people obviously feel resistant to her because of her kind of innate, really like deep bordering on aggressive sensuality, she's not a girl that inspires like respect or kind of like fear, I guess. Like she's not the type of hawk girl that people end up sucking up to. And I think part of that is because she's just like incredibly sweet and warm, like She's never adopted a kind of hardened confidence in interviews or with fans or on the red carpet. Like she's still always super smiley and sweet and like 
the opposite of too cruel for school. Um, and I think that makes her kind of an even easier target on top of like her upbringing and her like bad fashion sense and not being super skinny and all of these ways that she hasn't like gotten with the program now that she is in, um, this like celebrity tier and it's, yeah, it's all just kind of goes back to this kind of general lack of savviness that Addison has. Like she still retains this kind of messiness and just lack of refinement that she always had. And, you know, I find it really endearing because like, I just, I love her not, I don't know. I, I hate the kind of the, like, I like this celebrity because they're relatable vibe. I don't know. I just, Addison makes me happy. Um, yeah, it's rare that you see celebrities being such a sunshine and, I don't like that people like take it as a weak point to trash her or just like not, not give her respect. I will say that now she seems like a very different girl than in early 2020. Um, and a lot's changed for her in a really short period of time. Right. So I get it, but, um, she, she does seem to have dimmed a bit and, um, she feels more, more self-aware. I don't see that same bright, like unselfconscious light that I used to in her. And it's not that she seems like snuffed out or broken down, but maybe you can just like feel the lostness. Um, it just kind of seems like she's like trying on other vibes outside of herself, like edgier, darker, or just kind of like more obscured and sketchy. And I don't know. I mean, yeah that's that's part of it like <laughs> whether or not you're a celebrity I get it but um yeah and I guess at, at some point last year she started dating this guy Omar Fetty this producer songwriter guitarist from Tel Aviv and I only know him like through his relationship with Addison but I guess before then he was like performing with MGK and had written for like the Kid Leroy and Lil Nas X and whatever um and and facially especially if you knew the old Addison um he seems like out of nowhere like yeah I mean he's 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 a rock star right like he's super grungy just awkward dude with kind of like dyed red long wavy hair and he's always wearing just like hoodies and like oversized pants you just you rarely see his eyes it's like always a black nail polish blah blah whatever I feel like as as a couple they like exist in the vague like Megan Fox MGK or Kravis world with you know the like excessive PDA and kind of good girl bad boy vibe and um I mean yeah that makes sense like considering their literal proximity to each other um but um, Addison and Omer just kind of have a different flavor because they're both just young, right? There's not this kind of like come back late in life, we found love story. Um, they're just kids. Um, and Addison and Omer do seem happy and in love. She always like speaks of him really sweetly and, you know, big smile across her face. And that makes me happy because she's obviously been so ridiculed and like, you know, kind of soft exiled from the people that she came up with on TikTok. But yeah, I don't know. Her ex-boyfriend Bryce Hall, another early TikTok star was um, like a huge buffoon and just super corny and embarrassing. <laughs> but like, I don't know, there was something more innocent and playful about their relationship. And I mean, I guess it was also just a time where Addison seemed much more purposeful. So that felt good to see. But yeah, Omar just like, like I mentioned, just, yeah, weird dude, like 
poor posture, struggles with eye contact, like obviously talented and ambitious and successful, but I don't know, just on this like instinctual level, I feel like she's like more powerful than him. And I don't know. I mean, I see, I can see the value exchange, right? Like she's, she's super beautiful and like has had success in her own right. And he's having this big moment career wise and has access to, you know, certain spaces. And, um, but I just, I don't know at the level of how they carry themselves. She just seems like so beyond him. Whenever you watch them together on the runway, it's super weird because like he's either really shy or evasive or something, but he won't really like answer questions or like, yeah, meet the paparazzi's gaze and Addison has to swoop in and kind of like smooth it over. And I don't know, just overall, I see her confidence and ease kind of like ends up being compromised because she's just like picking up his slack or just like doing work to kind of like cross the like big and obvious kind of like vibe gap between the two of them and kind of like make it a palatable easeful experience for everyone and yeah I mean this this like dynamic is not even like hyper located on Omar per se like it's all I don't know I always feel like there's just this kind of like crisis of leading males right now like the loudest example of this obviously being like Kim and Pete like cut like last week when he's just like slumped beside her while she's like standing so poised and erect in Marilyn's dress I'm just like no like <laughs> yeah I don't know I just I see way too much of it it just really depresses me I don't like it um anyways I think the point is less that Omar seems like a swerve for Addison like I don't know. I mean, yeah, people go through weird phases. I certainly couldn't have predicted everyone that me or my friends have dated, but I think it's just like that she's so adrift and I don't know. I'm just like, no, I don't, <laughs> she can't just be a producer's girlfriend. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Like even that it's like, you know, one aspect of this kind of divine feminine energy that Addison always had is being this relatively, you know, passive, like beautiful muse figure. And sorry, sidebar, it's a terrible thing that that word has become a meme because it's a very important one and it doesn't really have a satisfying synonym. Um, okay. Anyway, Addison did have this muse-like quality and she was never like, like she was never like the creative engine behind anything she created, right? Like she was just animating other people's work with her essence. And so it's not that I'm upset that she hasn't found like a rigorous creative outlet, but I'm, I'm sad that she doesn't at least have a way to perform that allows for this amazing essence and presence of hers to just shine through because like, yeah, I don't like Instagram posts get old, right? Like I love her so much, but I don't, but it is, you know, hard to watch her not like continue to carry forward. And yeah, like, yeah, her, yeah, her posting vibe is getting darker too. You know, she shifted to this like point and shoot aesthetic and her po posts are kind of just like hypersexualized in a way that's like kind of unprecedented, like even for her, like, like last week she posted this pic of, um, her and Omar at the Met Gala after party. And she's like splayed out on a couch on her back, lying on Omar's lap. And yeah, it is just extremely in your face. And on, yeah, I didn't even feel like grossed out by it. Like it didn't really evoke that kind of reaction, but it just made me kind of like scared and I don't know, just kind of sad. Um, or she'll just post like a string of random videos or pictures and she just kind of looks like dead in the eyes. I don't know. I mean, okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm aware that like, whatever, what's it? The, the disassociative pout or whatever is like, <laughs> I know this is not unique to her, but still it just, it stands in such stark contrast to her kind of 
the wholesome sunshiny vibe that she had before and I think like coupled with the fact that like we have the knowledge that she's not you know that she hasn't like found her way yet it's not that she's not up to anything right she still has all her brand deals she has her company like she's fine but I just you know those feel just kind of like filler things right that's not like what she was building toward with all of the early momentum and like real talent that she did have um yeah I catch myself feeling like worried about her often um yeah I don't know I mean I don't want to be freaking out or so sensitive and like obviously drugs and weird boyfriends and whatever are just like part of the process like for anyone and especially young people who rise so fast like I guess I've never felt so attached to a star who seems like they've moved through the cycle so quickly um and I I just hope that Addison lands on her feet and finds Elaine or just like removes herself altogether I just you know whatever route it is I hope that she makes it out of all of this okay a lot of people have compared her to Britney Spears, actually, not only for their like backgrounds and looks. Britney's also from Louisiana, and, and they actually do look really similar, especially when Addison's like blonde, and then they both have this huge brown saucer eyes. But yeah, also the kind of just like seductive virgin schoolgirl vibe that Addison found herself in, you know, kind of like too naturally sexual to be non-threatening to young girls and to their parents, but also too young and naive to be like taken seriously by other women further along in their careers in her industry. Um, and I do think it's interesting because for all of this like bimbo revivalism that's going on with like Brittany and Nicole Smith, Pamela Anderson, like Addison's kind of the closest thing that we have to this present day. And I'm not trying to make the moral of this whole thing about like some hypocrisy that we're like unable to apply past lessons to present problems or whatever but yeah I don't know it's it has occurred to me um really I guess the main takeaway is just that I'm so grateful for her um it had been so long since I had seen a celebrity with such exuberance and purity of self-expression um and it meant so much to me and it helped me so much I would never want to go back in the other direction toward that type of self-awareness that ultimately just like limits people's ability to shine and connect and figure out what they're about. And at her best, I think we have so much to learn from Addison. Like I wish her level of confidence and presence and embodiment for everyone I know. And Addison, if you're listening to this, thank you for everything you've given. You are so beautiful and so radiant, and I hope that you're taking care of yourself. And I really hope that you find a venue for performance that suits your gifts. Oh, and you have the best smile of any living celebrity. It's true. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.